Nerd Appropriate presents exclusive coverage of the Bioware Base, recorded live at PAX Prime 2013. All right, welcome to the Rated NA podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com. As you'll notice, this is not a numbered uh, podcast. We're doing a whole special series for you. Yeah, we're going to be bringing you a total of 12 different podcasts recorded live at the Bioware base this year's PAX Prime. So make sure to click subscribe and enjoy. Thank you all for coming out on this uh, lovely Sunday morning. Um, my name is Jessica Marzen, and um, I really love that we are doing this panel today. We've done this panel a few times at Geek Girl Con, but this is the very first time we've done it at PAX, and it absolutely won't be the last time. PAX is such a huge uh, space, and it is easy to get lost in kind of the den of PAX, so... We wanted to make this a safe space for anyone to come in. I know it's called Women in Gaming, but um, it easily could be called um, inclusive and cool um, <laughs> people in gaming. Uh, but, you know, it's, it, is, it is a um, panel of women who are one of the minorities in gaming. So I am the community manager here at Bioware, and someone asked me the other day, um, about how to further their career in community management. And my answer was basically, what kind of community manager do you want to be? Because the, it used to be that community manager basically meant person who has to talk to fans to sell more games as part of marketing. And it doesn't really mean that anymore, so it can mean lots of things. So I have asked the panelists when they introduce themselves to talk about why it's important for them to be on this panel. So I guess my own answer to this question was answered for this guy on the panel. And so I said, figure out what kind of community manager you are. Are you the forum guy? Are you the social media guy? For me, I am the inclusive guy. I am the person who comes to events like this and I figure out how to take that back to the online space because everyone knows how the online world is not like this. And I want to figure out how to make that happen because I don't believe that it's impossible. I don't believe, oh, well, it's just the internet. That's lazy thinking. So I'm the inclusive guy, and that is why it's important to have panels like this. So I'm going to let the rest of my panelists introduce themselves, and we will get this panel started off the right way. <clears throat> Sorry. Hi, I'm Karen Weeks. It's day three of PAX, and we're all talking in our sexy voices right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, so um, I am a lead editor at BioWare. I manage our editing teams in uh, Edmonton and Montreal. I worked on uh, Dragon Age Origins, Mass Effect 2, Dragon Age 2, Mass Effect 3. I'm working on Inquisition right now, and Sonic Chronicles. So um, it's important for us to be here so we can all talk about things we can do. Um, 
to have more inclusivity in games. We're getting there. We're taking steps. You're looking at a panel full of women who work in the game industry. So we are here, despite what some people think, and we need to keep being here. And someday I hope that we won't have to have these panels anymore because there won't be anything to talk about. Um, but until that day, let's all talk about it and see what we can do to make it better. So thank you all for being out here this early on a Sunday morning. Yes, thank you all for being here. I'm Melanie Fleming. I'm a localization project manager uh, at BioWare. And uh, actually, for the first three years of my career, I was uh, doing voiceover production with our wonderful director, Caroline Livingstone. Uh, and I've worked on every game BioWare's produced since Mass Effect 1, except Dragon Age 2, because I was having a baby. <laughs> oh, and yeah, I want to be here because before I was in uh, game design, I was a teacher. And so not only um, are women in games important to me, but also children in games and using games, uh, as the great Jane McConagall has recently written about, using games to teach us and to make us think. So that's why I'm here. Um, thank you for being here. Uh, my name is Anne. I'm a writer at Bioware, Montreal. Um, I've worked on Mass Effect 3 and uh, helped a little bit on Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm now working on the project I can't really talk about. Um, I've, I've been at Bioware for two years, but I've been in the industry for 16. And in those 16 years, I've seen things go from you don't talk about anything to now we are talking about everything. And I think the evolution to the dialogue has been amazing that it needs to keep happening. And I'm glad to be a part of it. That's why I'm here today. Hi, I'm Colleen. Um, I started at Bioware on Dragon Age 2, and now I'm on Inquisition. And I'm a development manager, and I work with um, some really awesome teams. I work with concept art, character art, technical animation, some level modelers, and outsourcing. So lots of art. And um, I'm here because uh, I was lucky to go to GDC this year. And I went to the Women in Gaming luncheon and saw some amazing panelists there and sort of realized that this is a really important conversation that we need to keep having. So that's why I'm here. Hello, my name is Tulai McNally. I'm the Director of Development QA uh, at Bioware Edmonton in Montreal. So I'm not working specifically on a project. I'm working more on the studio level where all the QA um, analysts and engineers and leads and managers are reporting into me, so can be between 40 and 100 people. Um, it's part of my department, strategic planning, performance management, and so on. It's part of my role. Why I'm here is because I wanted to sit at a panel and encourage all the women in the audience um, that you have something to strive for and that we have a lot of uh, women in power, strong women, intelligent women here on the panel. So I wanted to be part of that and as a symbol to encourage anyone else who's striving to it. My name is Mesa Kalugan, and I'm a lead recruiter for BioWare. And um, I really wanted to be a part of this panel uh, today because I obviously am hiring a lot of our employees across the various studios, and hiring a diverse workforce is, is really important. It's also important for us here at BioWare because we do care so much about our people to really cultivate and um, have a diverse workforce. Hi, I'm Leanne. Can you hear me? I'm Leanne Kortash. Um, I'm an HR at BioWare Edmonton. Um, I guess, you know, being part of this panel is, is I have to admit to you, is, is kind of strange for me because I don't even think about being a woman at BioWare. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, it, for the, you know, almost 11 years that I've been there. But what I know, I've, but I do remember being part of um, 
pretty concerted effort to bring more women into the company. Um, so I'm really happy that all of these women are here. It worked. So. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Hi, um, I'm Leslie Tonin. I'm the producer on the exploration team for Inquisition. Um, I've been at Bioware for a year actually, as of, I think, two days from now. Um, but I, thank you. Um, but I've been in the industry for eight years. Um, this panel is very important to me because when I started in the industry, I was welcomed with open arms. And every time I turn around, somebody says to me, please come take a look at this because I don't understand pink or, you know, anything. And it's amazing just to have people want me every single day to help them out. And I want all of you in the industry as well. <laughs> so, come on. <laughs> Thank you. I think that we have built a lot of awareness. It has, it seemed like a lot of things in terms of diversity have come to a huge catalyst. There's been a lot of nothing, and then everyone's like, wow, people are saying a lot. I didn't realize that this was so important when did this start happening and bam it's out our front door and <clears throat> we're hearing a lot of um, stories that are really scaring and shocking and I think what we want to talk about today is some cool and exciting and really powerful moments that we've had um, because I think for me in community um, it's really easy to get discouraged about, you know, negative comments that you read on YouTube or Facebook, but you need to read the, and favorite the comment that someone's like, this thing really impacted me. And that's the stuff that you need to remember because that's the stuff that will keep you going. So I want, um, if you guys would mind any of you, uh, could share something uh, important or powerful, a memory or uh, just an experience that you've had to share with the audience or not even the audience. You, you guys are just like our jam session. <laughs> just, you know, a cool experience that you've had in the industry, you know, that it, that is stuck with you. I'll just lean forward. <laughs> so, um, so I'm Canadian. Um, here in America, yay, <laughs> yay, Canadians, <laughs> uh, and uh, you have quite a lot of exceptional American women that I follow on Twitter, that I uh, I find mentors, people like Karen James, who's a scientist, uh, Amanda Palmer, who's a musician, um, who else have I got in my head, I, I could go on, oh, actually, there's leading to a point, which was, um, a lot of them for me stand out, which are some of our voice actors, uh, like the great Jennifer Hale, who is also quite a wonderful actress as well as an exceptional voice actress. Uh, but the moment for me that stands out in, I believe it was Mass Effect 2 that we did, uh, Admiral Shalaran, who's voiced by Shora Dashlu. And if you know Shora's history as an actor, she escaped Iran during the Iranian Revolution in 1979. And her life, she went to the UK, um, in English, trained to be an actor, and then came to L.A., and she had quite a journey on that way. Um, so she's an exceptional woman in the booth with us doing voiceover. Um, but her personality and her excitement was so high um, simply because her kid loved Mass Effect very much. And so she had never really voiced games very much. 
and she was so excited just to find out what it was all about uh, just because her kid liked the game. Uh, and I remember her, her, just her enthusiasm was so infectious. It was hard not to feel proud to be in the industry because just from having met, having met her. So that was what stood out for me. Wow, that's really, that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a great lady. Anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really a moment, not so much because I'm a female, but just because I work at Bioware and it's amazing. <clears throat> but... Yeah, walked over and took a look. Was walking past one of my level artist desks, and he's like, "Hey, Liz, check out this uh, Game Informer cover I'm working on. You know, uh, what do you think of it?" I looked at him. Went, Why isn't there any blue? Can we add some flowers? <laughs> and he was like, "You were right." And I came back 30 minutes later, and there was flowers, and Varric's coat was blue. And I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, "Wow!" Like it had nothing to do with being, you know, a female or anything, but just it was so. Which is such an open conversation. So, that was cool. <laughs> Plus, blue coat, right? Mm-hmm. I have a cute little story um, about one of my teams. Um, I like to talk about my teams because they're so awesome, and and I love working with those guys. Um, so the character art team, which has been around five guys for as long as I've worked at Bioware, um, it recently had a female edition, and. Um, before she arrived, they were so excited that the entire team spent a full day cleaning the office for her. <laughs> it was really, really sweet. Oh my God. I guess um, it, it is, there are a lot of teams that don't really have many or any women. Uh, when I first started, I was the first, um, I was the first woman in the marketing department um, I, I started at EA Redwood Shores. It was really gross. Um, and then finally, right before I left, um, Kristen, who is now working at Apple, she started, and she was an amazing mentor. She was really great. And then I started in online mar- um, online development. And then I started over, and I was the only woman. Um, and then we got um, Christina McSherry, and she was amazing. And She's I was awesome. I was so excited. I was like, yay, I have another woman. And... Um, again, I got an amazing mentor, and she's she's been wonderful teaching me all of this jargon that I don't understand about um, online development and being a product owner. And uh, actually, Mel has come on board, and it is it is a, a there is a lot of things that um, you know it, it is it is really um, easy to want to be like yes, we are all in this together there's no difference between men and women but sometimes it's just like I just don't think that these guys understand I don't want to get emotional about this but I feel really overwhelmed and then you know someone like Mel or Christina will just be like girl just calm down it's going to be okay (laughs) what do you need from me to take this off your plate let's just figure this out and then it's just it, it does really help to have another girl in the office to just be like, okay, cool. Especially one like Christina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to really like the Dragon Age Keep. Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. She is, she is good at spinning plates. She is spinning plates. And, and there, there are a lot of women um, that I've, I've noticed who are just, just totally own being like, I can work in games and I can be super feminine and I don't have to be worried about that. And I think, 
I think that's cool. There, we're getting to a point where you don't have to worry about being who you are, um, and that's going to take us to a point that we have later. But yeah, it's and I had another point that I wanted to make, but I'm not going to make it anymore, just because I've got now a million stories. So <laughs> come talk to me later for all my other stories. Anyone else have anything they want to share? Um, actually, yes. Um, ever since I've come to work to Bioware, one of the things that's really impacted me is the investments of all of the people who lower games and the interactions we've had with them. And um, I was at the Bioware dinner last night and talking to one of our level designers on Dragon Age Inquisition, whom I'd worked with when I was on the project. And this is not about the topic we had of discussion. He was just standing, jumping up and down. And I was like, sit down and talk to me. And his response was, I can't sit down. I'm going to be jumping up and down for the next six months because people are so awesome and they love our games. So. <laughs> it, was, it was a good dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of relief and happiness. And Jason was really, really happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear some things about what you guys think. Can we go to questions soon? Sure. I had, I had, an, I had another question, but we can skip yeah, that can, other you question. You can tell the story, Karen. Sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. You it's okay. Story. No, Mel doesn't want me to tell my story. No, Do you want... tell your damn story. <laughs> <laughs> We had a structure See, to this panel. We have a good report, yeah, and now we're just flying. We had a structure to the panel, but, but Mel doesn't want <laughs> no. the We, like, we talked for, like, 20 you. minutes out there. I said. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was late. I'm the only one who has an excuse not to know what her structure is here. No, it was fine. Okay, well, I wrote a lot of notes. You do have a lot of notes. <laughs> okay, well... I'm, I'm, this got awkward. Sorry. <laughs> I totally derailed you. We had, a, we had an hour and a half for this panel, too. Okay. We have plenty of time. Okay, I'll tell my story quick because it just relates to another thing. Um, so when we were um, working on the thing that we showed at the big meeting, the big presentation yesterday, um, we were evaluating said thing. Uh, every evening in a big meeting room that we have and I happened to be wearing a dress and got there late and like all the seats were filled and I had that flash of is someone going to get up and let me sit down and nobody did and I was like okay that's actually really cool because we're all just focused on what we're doing and I'm not a woman who needs to have a seat because she's wearing a dress I'm another person on the team and we're all here to try and make this good and that's really representative right and being having it not matter. I mean, I don't have to not be a woman, but that's not like the first facet that everybody thinks about. And we work at a place like that, and for people who don't work at a place like that, we are proof that you should expect that you should be able to work at a place like that. And it takes some talking, and it takes a little bit of courage to, when something isn't right, go, I'm not sure about this, can we talk about it and try and make it better? But you deserve to be comfortable with who you are and work at somewhere who accepts you for who you are and accepts your viewpoint. So I'm really glad you told your story now. That was a good story. Thank you. That was a good story. Okay. Yeah. Um so Mel, do you want me to skip this question then and just go to question? (laughs) No, so that's a good question. Okay. So I guess I guess we'll go back to the structure. Okay. Um <laughs> okay, uh, so we'll we'll do this, but we did we did want to put, but don't worry, we have an hour and a half, so oh, we we built in lots of time because we care about this panel. Um, so the other question we wanted to ask uh, was, why do you think that games should be more than just a casual pastime or just superficial entertainment? Because um, 
what opportunities do we have to make games inclusive and diverse and really uh, make a statement? So I, I met my husband in EverQuest. Um, <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Yay! Long time ago. Um, at the same time, I met about 90 people from 30 different countries. And I visited most of them just because I could, because I knew somebody in that country. And that, to me, is walking in and going, hey, you are whatever you are because you are amazing. And I know you as nothing else besides that awesome druid who kicks ass and saves my butt every <laughs> single fight. And that, that to me is, I mean, that, that's what I want to hit. I, I want to hit that point where my, where my kids can play these games and understand that, you know, person behind the screen is just not anonymous. This isn't, you know, a Call of Duty message <laughs> where somebody's going to scream at you. It can't be that way. We are all yeah. people behind that mask. And when you get to meet them, it is absolutely mind-blowing. So. I can build on that, you know, for, for as stereotypically asocial as gamers are reputed to be. I'm looking around this room and looking down this table and seeing a bunch of people that I met because of the games mm -hmm. that we all work with. And we have, a, some of us have a, on, on, on multiplayer, a Friday night, ladies night on Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, oh, yeah. where we get together <laughs> with our friends and everyone gets their adult beverage of choice. <laughs> and we have our jammies on and we fire it up and have the best time on like two different continents. And, you know, and that's so cool. And that's a way that I think we should we need to keep tapping into that and using that to build relationships rather than what what Liz just said, you know, it's not an anonymous person and celebrate the people we are behind those those controllers and those usernames and because it's a really incredible way to connect with people that I never ever would have gotten to meet and we need to make that happen more. Mm -hmm. On a on a slightly smaller scale, um, my in-laws retired about 6 years ago and when my husband and I would go see them, they often had nothing to do and nothing to talk about. And they were bored, we could tell. And we finally managed to talk them into playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then, we go there every Saturday in the summer for barbecue, and we talk about World of Warcraft. <laughs> and it went from at the start, where I would go there and always fix my mother-in-law's um, gear and her spec and make sure she, you know, if she wanted to get an item from a dungeon, I would take her character and go run through that dungeon for her so she could get it to her now telling me about the latest patch and what's going to come out and which pet I should be looking for. And this has bled into our, the other aspects of her life, which are not related to games. She learned how to speak English and how to understand English, which she had never had any interest in doing before. She's French-speaking. She learned how to go look out for things she wanted to know about because she didn't use the Internet before, but because she used the Internet to, to look up things for World of Warcraft, she now uses it for other things like her knitting and her crafts. <laughs> so it, it can open your mind and your life to other things. And it has my, been, been my direct experience with my in-laws that it has really drastically changed their lives. It's a great story. I feel like I shouldn't share mine because now mine's really sad. <laughs> so I got a message on Facebook um, in my like other box from which you get if like you're not friends with them and it was from this 10 year old boy who messaged me because he saw me on the, the show that I'm on on sci-fi the cosplay show and he wanted me to make a costume on this like MMO like 
browser game that he played that I guess has been around for like 10 years that was getting shut down um, just because I guess like the servers were it, it just basically wasn't maintaining itself between the lines I could read and so he wanted me to make a costume and was like oh if you make a costume maybe the big company will see that it should you know that it's popular mm-hmm. and so I was like okay um, this big company is like announcing that they're shutting it down like two weeks before it's getting shut down like obviously this isn't gonna happen so I sent him back this message and um, I was like he's 10 he's like old enough now to understand and so I sent him this message back. It's on Tumblr. I, I can't, like, do verbally justice, and it would take way too much time, and we have discussion that I want to go to. So you can read it on my Tumblr. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to t- plug my Tumblr. But <laughs> basically what it came down to is that um, games are not just us, like, they're not just superficial. They're not just something that we play and then we walk away from. This kid had been playing this game for five years of his life. It had been part, become part of his identity in the same way that a relationship with a family member had become and now it was being taken away from him and he didn't know how to deal with it and something like that is as big of a loss as someone dying could be and so uh, a you know virtual materiality and uh, video game culture is as big a part of us as any relationship could be. We, we did an LGBTQ panel, and we hear a lot of people who tell us, this helped me become, become to terms with my sexuality or, or helped me come out or helped explain to my parents who I was. And so I explained to this kid, you know, it's okay, go play this game. Take screenshots because this game will always be with you until you forget it. So just never forget this game because that's that's when the game really ends. And that stuck with me for the past few weeks. Um, it, it, I actually cried a little bit because I was really sad for this kid. Um, so I just, I just want more people to feel like that because you have places like PAX where, like I said, I want this to be a safe place for people because it's... It's so like, oh, cool, what's the next big demo coming out? Let's go play it. And I think that games can be so much more meaningful than that. And I think all of the women here are, are about making an impact, about making it more inclusive and more diverse. And, and it's such an honor to be up here with you ladies. Aww. Thanks, Jessica. I'm sorry, I made it a downer. Does anyone else want to bring it back up? Any more stories? Seriously, someone has to. Okay, okay. Like, well, <laughs> we I'll tell you about. Uh, I'll tell you about my kids at Galloway who I the door. Oh, yeah. Please. Um, yes. And mostly the story is the there is a school where the kids are in grade three and four, and about once twice a year we do an, a little session with them. It's a question and answer for about an hour, uh, and they're uh, a class of just normal kids uh, in a technology course with a teacher named uh, Mark Girl. And uh, Mark noticed that even though he uh, was, it was a really interesting unit, he was actually having his kids learn how to program and make their own games using Game Salad, using different uh, technologies. There was still a feeling like girls can't do tech, and they're only eight and nine years old. And he's sort of like, where did they get this from? Is it just 
he's trying to fight back against that that susurrus of media and everything that comes into their lives. And so he just wanted to find some mentors just to show them females. So sometimes <laughs> we talk about um, women in gaming issues, and it's both girls and boys, very valid questions that they have. And sometimes we don't talk about it at all. We just talk about games. Um, but they, those sessions, I always come out almost kind of like your man Jason was <laughs> just sort of jumping up and down um, because they have such light and, and joy. And when you're crunching really hard for months, it's easy to forget that and why you do it. And they remind me why. I make, now, see, now I brought it down again. I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, but it's good crying. Yeah, it and is. Like, They're yeah. great. It's and talking good. to these kids, or yeah, because you can go, oh yeah, you know, we're women and whatever, and then they're like, do we really need to do all these? Mm-hmm. Was the flow charts or whatever the planning the game? They, he's making us do all this planning, and it's so boring. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> you know how that goes. But you really do need to do that, you know. And just talking to him about games, and it doesn't sort of matter anymore, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So awesome, happy. We have we specifically in our like 20 minutes of discussing the panel which kind of turned into a panel back there should have recorded that we wanted to open it up to discussion hillary because we want to see everyone's beautiful faces out there can we bring up house lights i should have told you about that before the panel i'm sorry i didn't mean to spring that on you um, I was hoping we'd do that. <coughs> yeah. I can't see anyone. See but we do, we do really want to open this up to a discussion. And uh, we want to hear from you guys. Um, we want to know what really cool things are happening out there um, on the Internet and, and in the world, both virtual and actual, um, that we can take back and share with the developers, share with other fans. Um, David Hooligard, our social media expert, is somewhere back there there taking notes yeah so david's taking notes he's going to share it with the studio and um he might uh with all of his wordsmithing expertise write some kind of blog recap about it so that we can share it with the fans um and even if it's an example that's by a competitor or by something that's not even gaming related but is something cool and inclusive we want to know about it because, like, so as designers, you know, we get inspired by the games we play and the movies we watch and the websites we're on and, mm-hmm. and cool characters. And so those specific examples, you know I, know, I think everyone would go, yes, we need more representation from women. But, like, what does that look like? What mm-hmm. about this woman that inspires you or this character that made you feel really kick-ass? You know, who, who are they? So that we can use those to, you know, explain and plan and as catalysts for stuff going forward. So we want to hear what inspires you guys so that we can try and take that back yeah. and Specific, like, do some stuff you with like, it. Specifically, journalists yeah. that you yeah. respect, and uh, Hillary, stories, anything, characters that yeah. you like. And Hillary's going to try to run around with the mic, but because we want this to kind of be like a discussion and almost like a round table, even though we're a square. A square. <laughs> <laughs> we, want this, we want you to feel like we, you can talk to each other as well as us, but try to talk a little loudly because we are recording this to everyone at home to listen to. So, Hillary, take yourself to the people who are going to be talking. I was, I was going to ta- say take your beautiful self, but I didn't want to make it all about what you look like. So, inside. Hillary's beautiful. You look beautiful. I, I just wanted to, to toss in a comment. I'm uh, Karen Weeks' husband. And... 
Um, it's actually about something that uh, Jessica said um, when she was talking about how when she uh, got emotional and discussions and felt, oh, I'm going to lose it, and people picked her up and said, no, you don't have to do that. You have to keep, you, you can just keep on. And I really think that one of the most valuable additions to, of, uh, of female employees at BioWare to our teams is the fact that you do not have to, you do not have to stifle that. Um, some of the best changes to games that I've worked on have come from uh, women at a peer review getting emotional about something. And, you know, in much the same way that no one ever complains when a guy gets emotional about something, um, we don't, it, we, we do not have to say, oh, you're just, oh, you're, you're obviously crying, you're getting overly, you know, overly feminine about it, you just need to calm down and discuss it rationally. That's, that's garbage. We don't need to do that, and some of our best changes have come from people going, this is really offensive, and I'm getting emotional about it, and I, I don't think you realize because you don't know. And I was going, okay, actually, yeah, we didn't know, and you putting that much of your passion out there uh, has, has led us to make a change and stuff, and a lot of things changed because of that, and learning that being professional does not have to mean acting like a dude. Uh, is one of the best things that having all these awesome people come and work at BioWare has done. Thank you. That was a great Thanks, answer. Patrick. <laughs> Way to kick things off right, Patrick. <laughs> Hi. So I'm still trying to formulate this question, but it's targeted mostly at the recruitment and HR folks on the panel. And I'm curious, um, so I, I work in government. We're also struggling with inclusion and diversity, but um, in different ways. We're pretty well represented um, in terms of women, um, but at the management levels, we're not. And then um, across the board, we're having trouble with minority recruitment. And so I'm curious how you balance, um, from your perspective, um, EEO laws, which are in place for a good reason, but to some degree get in the way when we want to do targeted recruitment, and also how you um, foster an environment at your company where the majority, the white guys, don't feel like um, what you're doing is trying to push them out or marginalize them. First of all, we don't actually have those laws in Canada. Um, they're not, we, don't, we don't have to track um, what our diversity numbers are. Well, it's more, it's more not that you're having to track. No, it's that you, um, you can't consider gender or race in hiring. No. And so you can't, you know, so the scattershot approach of try to get as broad a recruit or as many people applying as possible mm -hmm. so that you have a diverse um, certification of, of people to pull from. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I can speak to that a little bit. Obviously, every company or every country is going to be a little bit different in terms of their um, in terms of their diversity numbers. I know in the U.S. it's it's very closely watched. Um, I currently work in Canada, but I have recruited in games and in the States, so um, it can be a little bit different. Um, EA does invest heavily into our diversity and inclusion program. We actually have several recruiters that are specialized just in this area of targeting um, all types of people. Um, but we, we have actually people dedicated to those sourcing efforts, which is nice um, because we... We definitely want to bring in more women into the company. Um, I will say from a Bioware perspective, we actually have probably one of the highest uh, women, probably women in 
out of all the labels that maybe all the games labels especially in leadership positions actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, including Tulai I mean we've got a lot Karen a lot of managers mm-hmm. our COO is a female um, mm-hmm. our director of programming is a female so yeah I'm saying my boss yeah and my <laughs> boss's boss's boss are, <laughs> are female and she's as high as it goes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so and I think some of it's talking about that it's us going yeah it's like that where it it can happen, you know, just letting people know that, yes, come apply, because you can do it. And some of us just getting that message across, I think, and going and talking to people. And I think it also is really great for people to get involved in the community and find those women, In if you're interested in getting into games or you're currently in games, find those women that you really look up to and, and connect with them. I know in Montreal we have a really great uh, group that just started, Women in Gaming, which they have, they have groups all across the globe and it's just been very inspiring to get together with those ladies and talk about what they do in their role and and how they influence within their own studios and just to get their perspective Um, making those connections has been so valuable for me and in my career Um, it's just very impactful there's uh, also in Montreal a local group that's called Pixel that just specializes in mentoring for women and they they get volunteers from the industry will mentor women who are interested in coming in and sometimes being able to talk to another woman another woman about you know what is it like what should I do what should I look out for is, is pretty priceless nice lightsaber <laughs> I was being distracted with that I was like ooh where's the lightsaber somebody's got a toy where is that <laughs> sweet oh. I, did you have I, that's okay. No, it's awesome. We love it. Well done. You're you're fabulous. Sorry, guys. I just want to make sure we have enough time for all of the questions. So I think if we keep keep our, it moving. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hi. Um, I actually work with Nintendo, and so seeing you guys up there is awesome. I was really stoked about this panel. Um, but basically, I was wondering if any of you guys have seen this three-part series that was on YouTube. Um, it's created a lot of waves, I think, and it's called uh, Tropes, Women versus Video Games. And mm-hmm. if any of you have seen it and what your thoughts on it were. Is that the, and the, that Anita does? Yeah. Back yeah. the Kickstarter, watching the videos. Yeah, Anita's one of my really good friends. She's amazing, and her work is phenomenal. Also, Animal Crossing's my jam, so <laughs> thanks for everything Nintendo does. Let's straight pass later. But yeah, Anita's great. Um, I love her work. Yeah, I mean, she's... A lot of the conversations that are starting to be had, that kicked off. And so... Uh, you know, there's a lot of opinions. Issues like this are going to generate a lot of different opinions, but... That is, <laughs> um, and yeah I mean I think she's gotten a lot of intense feedback that isn't necessarily fair yeah but hopefully the good that is coming from the discussions that came out of that will start leveling that out because I think it's we need to be talking about some of the things that she pointed out one of the things that's important that we you know, that's coming up more and more is that it's okay to like problematic things. It is, but just be aware, right? And I think that's what she's pointing out. She's not saying, this is all bad, get rid of it. She's saying, you know, this is what's happening within this whole context that needs to be worked on, but games are still awesome. One more question. 
Um, the topics that she visits about just how women are depicted in gaming, the, the whole damsel in distress thing, uh, is that something that you think will be affected in development of your guys' games? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we have uh, um, some very strong women in our games. Uh, people that, that are, uh, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a damsel in distress. You know who's a damsel in distress? Was um, Dr. Michelle from Mass Effect. She was kind of, you went and saved her, but mm -hmm. her issue wasn't that she was helpless. Her issue was she was actually trying to help Tally. Um, so there's there's more of a shift towards people having a journey or a story or a struggle. Like, you look at every one of the people in this room, they probably have a struggle that you know nothing about. Conrad Verner was an interesting kind of, character for me. Yeah, Conrad Verner was sort of a damsel in distress. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that is to say we're aware of those tropes. Yeah, and we, we, too. we You know, we, yeah, and we try to add, you know, I mean, we're aware of trying to put in diverse characters. And, and the storytelling panel that we had, whatever day that was, was that Friday? Um, one of the things we talked about is, you know, we really try and focus on the character first, right? I mean, we're aware of all the, aware of all the tropes and everything, but... This, it's this person, and maybe this person has elements of whatever trope, but we try and focus on the character first, you know, and then have the gender and orientation and all that be a facet of who they are, but not the only facet of who they are. Yeah, you want them to so. go on, a, a like, a journey, or you want them to have a, a story, and really you don't want to write a perfect character, but you also don't want to write one that's always in distress. You, people have good days and bad days. They have problems. They overcome those problems. And that's the interesting part, is yeah. they can have trouble, and they can work to overcome that, and that's when the story gets interesting. Yeah. So we try. <laughs> um, whoops. Um, I'm one of the professors who teaches uh, computers and games at the University of Alberta with you guys. <laughs> Sorry, this isn't about me. Um, it's awesome. I just wanted to, and maybe it's a good news story that you may not be aware of, but um, Bioware actually teaches about 60% of our classes, which makes my teaching load fantastic. Um, but what you may not know is that uh, second-year computing science courses at the University of Alberta attract about 11 to 13% women. But the computers, two, computers 250 class actually has 45% women in it because I think of the contribution that uh, all the Bioware employees do come to our class, but also just the topic itself, the power of games to actually attract women into computing science, I think is something that's really important and Bioware should be given a lot of credit for. Thank you. Thank you that's so much awesome. for saying that. Hey, um, this is just more of like a comment. Um, one of my friends is in the very male-dominated field of... of uh, philosophy of math. Um, she's a professor. And we were actually just talking recently how, like, in the attempt to get more women into the field, they've been kind of trying to, uh, like, talk about all these amazing women in the field of philosophy of math. But it's kind of going up to this level where they're building these women up as superhuman, like, you know, she had polio, her parents died, but she, like, fought all the way through, and, like, you know, it's this amazing job, and just controls the whole company now. And it's, like, that's actually, like, starting to deter women, because, first of all, they feel like, I have to be superhuman to get through, and I have to, like, carry, like, all the other women on my backs, you know, to pave the way, and, like, they're not really featuring kind of just the average woman, so um, I was wondering, like, do you guys ever feel that pressure to, like, kind of, like, carry, like, women forward, or can you just kind of do your job like a normal person? 
I'm, I mean, I, I can just do my job like a normal person. Like, I will definitely say I don't have anybody ever saying, because you're, because you're a woman, you need to lead everything. Um, I worked in studios where I was the single woman of 50 men, and it didn't matter. Like, we all carried our jobs equally, and it was brilliant. So She's actually superhuman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, now, hey, now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a choice to mentor and, and to try and help others, but no one's ever looked negatively on someone who says, I just can't handle doing that because I don't have the energy or I have social anxiety and I, I just can't put myself out there. It's those who can will go out there and do it, but there's no judgment involved in it. Yeah. I've, I've never seen any of that. And some of it's just how you feel. I mean, honestly, there have been, you know, I've gotten asked to had the honor of being asked to contribute to, you know, articles about games and uh, as women and stuff. And every once in a while I have a flash of, I would like to just talk about my job, not that I'm a female doing my job, you know? And so I think, that's that's probably a frustration but on the flip side i'm in such a you know humblingly cool position that people are even asking right and if if i can help continue that conversation and help go yeah look it, it's cool don't let the fact that you're a woman deter you from going into this if you want to i do sort of feel a responsibility to talk about that and that's really more of an honor than a pressure so i, I don't know if that makes any sense but Hi. Um, first, I want to say thank you for doing this panel. This is amazing. Um, thank you for coming. Um, thanks. Um, so my question is uh, a lot about the, the artwork and the, the representation of women in the games. Um, one of the reasons I love your games is because women are represented so well in the art and in just in the way that they're dressed. I know that that's a big topic. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the difference between sexualization and being sexy in artwork and games. Um, how do you guys feel about the? What's the conversation like on, on your end? I think Dragon Age has a great representation. Mass Effect does. What does that look like on your end when it comes to the development of these characters? And um, is there ever situations where you're like, no? <laughs> like, has the conversation <laughs> turned around and uh, have you had to take a, a hard line on something? Um, occasionally, it's it's more lighthearted than that, though. Usually, um, the art review meetings are like, oh my god, that looks so cool. It doesn't matter if it's a male character or a female character. Like, a, a couple of the guys are really into fashion, and they just want to see amazing, uh, you know, outfits. Like, it's 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 a lighter conversation. We ha I, I haven't at least experienced personally. Like, I think Matt Rhodes might have some stories about um, a little more of that than me. But being just inside, seeing it happen, it's it's lighthearted and fun and respectful all the time. So. I don't. I won't name check him in case he doesn't want to be name checked. But one of our male concept artists has the best rant you will ever hear about <laughs> armor that exposes all the squishy parts, and he just. It is his his mission in life to make armor that does not expose all the squishy parts for women. And I just like stand back and let him go because it's fabulous <laughs> to listen to him. So yeah, there, there's a lot of discussion. But yeah, like 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 Colleen said, it's not usually. It's very comfortable, you know, and I think if there is something that's like, mm, I don't know, you know, it, it, it's really easy to talk about it, which is really yeah. nice. And, and to see results, sometimes next day results with yeah. something yeah. being pulled out of the game and that's yeah. end of story, which yeah. has been my experience. And people will ask us, which is nice, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of that, please speak on behalf, shut up. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is Matt Rhodes. Okay. Can I, can I just add? Yeah, um, get your mic on. Yeah. Sorry, it's just a <laughs> So this what? is a little, sorry. <laughs> no, here, here, you can get back on. I told myself I wouldn't join the women in gaming, though. No, um, but no, just, just, just really, especially even designing these great characters, is that they're, um, 
as concept artists, it's like we have this team of right now guys. We we have had um, we have had some girls, but um, they're written by a talented team of writers who are men and women. They're um, even even showing in art reviews, putting stuff up on the walls. They're seen by men and women, and we're reviewed by men and women. And and to be able to now get to the point where we can put stuff on the walls and everyone can look at it and be like, yes, I'm cool with that. That looks great. It's good for us. It's good for them. It's like, and I, I've been really thankful that even even too to walk around the halls and like I, Colleen and I have worked together a lot. Um, you know, I've worked with so many of them. You you get inspired. You know what a strong, intelligent woman is because they're all around you. There's your there's no lack of reference. So it's like it makes it very easy. And I'm going to jump behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my. I don't know if you um, <laughs> if you saw the uh, Dragon Age panel yesterday, but Matt and um, Holly Conrad um, actually co-designed the female Inquisitor together. So we definitely have a lot of representation there, and Matt is amazing. That's and great. all our all our concept artists are amazing, and all our artists and all our all our freaking developers are amazing. So there, there's, yeah. Casey Hands. And I always say it doesn't just go for the women either because, yeah. you know, we definitely oh, yeah. like our romances. <laughs> so there's a reason why every time I walk down on floor three, I tap Garrus on the shoulder. <laughs> How's it going, Garrus? It's really nice to see you. But, <laughs> but it is a very open conversation with the guys about, like, so doesn't really suit my fancy <laughs> just change them a little bit and it happens it's awesome so um i wanted to ask about the uh the rise of a female shepherd and how that looked from from your end and exactly uh what happened and how you felt about it and how popular she became and and everything else around it i <laughs> don't know how you can't play femme shep and just not feel absolutely badass. <laughs> it, it just, and I think, I mean, a lot of that is probably due to Jennifer Hale. A lot of um, that comes down to Jennifer Hale. Because it comes down to the performance that she brought to it. And she had this amazing way of making it, making Shepard still Commander Shepard, but not male and female be absolutely duplicated. She brought some being feminine and being female to that role and still balanced it with being, you know, whichever level of shepherd you wanted to be. Um, and, and the art and the character design, too. No no booby slots for the bullets to go through, right? I mean, she looks badass in her armor, and, and I have to absolutely credit all of, all of the, the artists who, who worked on her. And I think it really evolved. Um, it was cool to get to work with her over three games and, and get to see how her character... And, and, and that just kind of kept feeding into itself, you know, and something neat would happen and we'd go, okay, we should do more of that. And, and um, it, was, it, it did happen really organically and it was really an honor to get to be a part of, of helping that happen. It was exciting for us, too. Can I, can I add one thing on the Commander Shepard? <laughs> Hi, honey. Hi. Do you, do you want to I'm Karen Weeks' you? husband. <laughs> um, one thing that was that's awesome, it's serendipitous, is um, 
in Mass Effect 1, we had a very limited animation palette. Um, the cinematic designers can talk about that more than I had, more than I can, but there were only a few ways to have people walk away. There were only a few gestures, and unless it was a specific scene that was going to get keyframe animation, that could be differentiated male and female. Um, male Shepard and female Shepard almost always moved in exactly the same way. At the time, we thought of that as a limitation. And we said, you know, oh, yeah, future games, we're absolutely going to have them move differently. FemShep is going to be a lot more feminine. It's going to have, a, you know, much different. And then Mass 1 came out and seeing that Commander Shepard sitting like a guy, um, you know, and, and not, not walking with, you know, not walking with hips, but just like walking like a military commander and seeing how people responded to that, that changed the way that we wrote her in future games. And it was amazing. And so much of that is happenstance. And so much of that is having something that at the time was a limitation, have us look at that and go, holy crap, that works. That's, we, didn't, we didn't have to make a female Commander Shepard act female. We just had to make an awesome, an awesome person. And the rest is just going to happen. And so that, you know, we ended up not doing as much of that. We did little things so that, you know, animation twitches look natural, but we didn't, we didn't correct it to the degree that we thought we were going to because it worked better and it made her more of a character. And I just, anytime something like that happens, it's just really cool. Because I'm an editor, I can ask to amend that she didn't sat like a guy, she sat like a badass. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay? Okay, thank you. I'll actually do you one better. Uh, to me, Femship is Shep. Guy Shep is kind of odd. Um, <laughs> I, and, and at the time it came out, I was in like the, the, the dude bro demographic. I was white, male, you know, late 20s, early 30s, and I loved Fem Shep from the get-go. I, I still swear to this day that there was an option in Mass Effect 2 upon meeting the reporter lady who did you wrong in the last game that you can headbutt her. And if not, I wish there was. But anyway, um, I, I no, I, just, I genuinely, I genuinely, really, really appreciated the character. I thought she was amazing. I thought she was a badass, and I didn't think, oh, hey, she's here to make girl gamers feel better about themselves, because that's a horrible, horrible thing to run into in gaming on either side of the question. And I thought Femship was an amazing character. I think most of the female characters in Bioware are truly amazing. I love Bastila <laughs> sitting over there. Make your thing. Make the noise. Make the noise. Yeah. Yes! And I, I, I have friends who work kind of subsidiarily with Lucasfilm who I would get in huge arguments over because I refuse to refer to Revan as he. <laughs> even though even though canonically I guess Revan technically is a guy to me Revan is my first playthrough of Knights of the Old Republic Revan was a female and she was an amazing 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 character it didn't feel like you know and with apologies to Nintendo the the dub of Dragon Quest 8 where they would just come to blank because your name was there or blank because a gender was there. So it just didn't feel right to me. It felt really odd and pasted on. That has never happened in a Bioware game. And I, everybody who works for the company, I don't care what level, you guys are amazing. 
Thank you. Actually, I, I have one point to add to that, which uh, I just was scanning around Internet things lately, and uh, there's, there's a site called Gamelogical.com. It was like 2012 they did an article um, talking about whether certain games pass um, uh, the Bechtel test. <laughs> and there were some Nintendo games on there. There were some Square Enix games on there. Um, and there were two Bioware games on there. And I was reading that article and just felt really proud um, that we have people that talk to each other. They feel really stupid, guys. but I don't know what the Bechtel, Bechtel test is. is uh, it was originally for film. And it's basically if you have a film where two, there's two women in it who talk to each other about something other than man, than uh, a man. Okay. And how many games does that fall into? And oddly, a lot of wrestling titles. <laughs> I just thought that was very interesting and thank you for your comment so um, we were supposed to do uh, signings at this point but we're having so much fun taking questions that I think we're going to not do the signings but um, if you guys are okay with it what we can do is after the we can go until the end of until uh noon and then if you guys want to take your signing cards outside sure. and then anyone who wants to get things signed can just go hang out outside is that okay with you yeah, guys yeah, that yeah. sounds good cool so let's keep so going yeah, if you need to go go because we're yeah. arranging things so, so thank yeah. you for coming <laughs> so yeah if um so we'll just keep going until noon so if you have to leave now and it, it is 11 30 so thank you guys thank you for, for coming, coming. Thank you. look at look look at how freaking packed this is this is <laughs> this is again one of our most well-attended panels so um hey, look and there's Nyreen yeah, no, again, I'm just like looking at all Hello, the cosplay. Nari. Look at all the awesome cosplay. Freaking cosplay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, awesome. again, um, for those of you who couldn't stay, give yourselves a round of applause for um, again packing, packing a panel on uh, inclusion and diversity. So let let's keep going with the questions and comments and loveliness. Hello, ladies. Oh. Hello. Um, I actually have a comment Hello. because I know um, Anne had mentioned things that inspire us as someone who works in government in a very white old dude environment um i don't and especially being in a very limited connectivity environment during the day i actually find and i recommend to anyone who's looking for that little bit of inspiration they follow these guys on twitter because it is a breath of fresh air they're always sharing articles and you know if you're looking for again those journalists to follow and stuff i feel you guys come up with some really great recommendations so thank you very much for keeping me sane i really appreciate it <laughs> thank you thank you, thank you. Hey, oh, this is loud, sorry. So kind of going back to the original conversation that you guys were having about games being more than just entertainment, more than just something you do as a pastime and actually something that can inspire people, just thinking about you know, some of the Bioware games that I've played and that my friends have played, I know people who have connected on such a deep and powerful level to characters and been able to sort through some of their own problems by seeing a narrative happen on screen for them. So, like, for instance, one of my friends um, has sort of come to terms with her relationship with Judaism via Meryl's story arc mm -hmm. and her relationship to her people and what Judaism means to her as a result. I feel like I should be telling Mary Kirby this, and I haven't yet, and I'm a bad person. <laughs> but, um, or, you know, survivors of assault who really relate to Fenris in that sense. And it doesn't always have to be a female character, just people's lives, people's stories, and having characters who are more than just, more like, kind of like what Karen was saying earlier, more than just tropes and archetypes, people who are people, and having those real stories exist for people, and 
as gamers, being able to look at characters and saying, oh my God, I see a slice of myself in that person. And it can be about race. It can be about sexual orientation. It can be about our experiences, about our beliefs. And having that happen in Bioware games in particular has actually, I think, really helped me grow as a person too. Because I know that like, uh, it's like a story I tell every three days, but like Isabella for me was someone who helped me sort of realize that I can be a confident human being and I don't, I shouldn't be ashamed of that. And I think, I don't know, I'm rambling now, but <laughs> I think just having the ability to have games be about more than just punching people and about characters and about humans and really telling powerful stories, it's moving the art form forward in the first place, but it's also giving people something to really connect to and be excited about because it's not just about dudes punching dudes. It's about people and excitement, and I am always so excited to discover new things. So. And freaking kick-ass sailors. Yeah. Kick-ass yeah. sailors. Very, very important. <laughs> Thank you, Hillary. Thanks, Hillary. Uh, first of all, hi. Hi. Um, I come from a very traditionally conservative place, um, diversity. We don't talk about it. Um, PC, the, word, the term PC is very derogatory. Mm -hmm. If you say it, you're, just, they, you're dismissed immediately. Um, so um, I just wanted to say it's more of a comment and an add to what Nat said and to what y'all have been saying um, um, since playing these games and whatnot. And uh, being on the internet, you know, sometimes, you know, you say internet and you, you immediately think of the trolls and stuff, but some beautiful things, um, mm -hmm. I've, ex I've experienced them over the internet. I've met some, you know, really wonderful people. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think I've grown as a person over the last few years more than I've ever done in my life. So I just wanted to thank you so much. And I'm still learning things, but it's a really great thing. And so I want to thank you all. Thank so. you. Thank you. Thank you. I think um, I think that brings up a really good point. I come from just, I come from a, a really conservative background as well, um, and I'm still Facebook friends with a lot of like um, I come from the South, and it's really easy when you grow up in a, a really liberal environment to feel like everyone is is you're like yes, I've, gay people should be able to marry gay people, of course, and so when people don't feel that way, you're just you don't understand why. And so when people don't feel that way and you're confronted by that, it's really easy to get defensive and just just almost angry. And um, I just want to remind people to just not get defensive about that because probably their, their ignorance is coming from exactly that place. It's just ignorance. Um, I was at that place at one point. I didn't understand. There are still things that, with that LGBTQ stuff, where afterwards, Karen and Patrick and Dusty and I were like, okay, there are still some things that we had no idea. How do we approach the lexicon of some of those things? And mm -hmm. we're, we, we're still so ignorant about some stuff. So, you know, we're always we're looking always for what we can do better. Yeah. 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 yeah, very much so. You've been Hi. waiting so patiently. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, I know Mass Effect 3 had a big step further in um, having like FemShep represented in the marketing and things like that. And I know so far with Inquisition, we have seen a lot of 
Lady Inquisitors and the concept art. And I just wanted to know if there, if you guys or other women at the company are kind of making a push towards like a more prominent like female lead in the marketing for your future titles, I guess, if that's something y'all are pushing for at all? Well, it's not really our call, but we certainly don't disagree if the idea comes yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's um, a good way to put it. Yeah, you know, and I mean, we do talk about it when we get the chance, absolutely. So, And, and it's we, not just the women in the company. Yeah. The guys feel about that, yep. too. Yeah. They have feels. Yeah, so, but yeah, and as much as we can, we absolutely take the opportunity to go, yes, that would be great. And the marketing team's not, not against it. No. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I just wanted to say um, also thank you for all that you guys do. And as a mom, for me, it's great seeing the advances that are taking place as far as changing games and whatnot because I know that we're raising a little video game child <laughs> and that some of the stuff that we see now isn't going to be around when she starts playing games. Or I should say other games. She already plays games, but... So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually feel really bad. I just thought of the actual answer to your question. The key art for Inquisition is intentionally gender neutral. All you can see are hands, and you can see mm -hmm. in the back the helm, mm -hmm. and they specifically don't want the face because they didn't want to sh show male, to female, or the face. Gender. Yeah. And um, the shirt... They just wanted to show the helmet. You're showing, show, here, hey, yeah. hey, how's it going? The helmet. <laughs> so, so they specifically yeah. oh, don't want to, they don't want to face, so they don't want to say, like, uh, again, they don't want the race or male, female. So the marketing has already thought of that. So, yay. <laughs> um, I had a quick question, actually. I'm going into a relatively uh, male-dominated field, and a lot of times my work or my opinions may be second-guessed sometimes where it's like, oh, do you need help with something? No, I don't need help. I'm fine. Um, and I was, it's really hard to approach that sort of opinion in a diplomatic way without getting upset and offended and, and have people judge you for it. And I was wondering if any of you have experienced that and a good way to go about that. Humor. So Humor, okay. <laughs> so Home Depot syndrome. Yeah. Oh, my God. There is this guy at my home. No, okay. I won't. <laughs> Later I will rant about this yeah. dude at the Home Depot by me. Um, yeah. yeah, just. And, and for the record, yeah, I, no, I have I'm been good. part of, uh, I have, I've been a teacher. I've been a scientist. I've been a musician. I have been a sailor. I have been a lot of things in a lot of very male-dominated fields. And, um I've tried a lot of different approaches, you know, yelling at people or not yelling or not seeing anything or um, just leaving the field. And and I find it humor helps a lot <laughs> to make them question their assumptions, really. Um, but I am lucky in that in the game industry, and maybe I'll go back to teaching someday and take what I've learned from uh, games. But I I find the Bioware in particular. Um, <laughs> it is it is very positive and very good. You you do kind of, it was kind of like what Leanne was saying at the beginning. You do kind of forget in a way that you have uh, you have a gender at all because you all you have our ideas and they have ideas and then you kind of go hash 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 and then the ideas come out and you bet you you pick the best one. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter after a while. And so, um, yeah, I. 
I don't know what other patience, and it honestly probably takes a couple other women that you can have a drink with after and just go, oh my god, because you know, and and, you know, to acknowledge that that's frustrating, so that you can that's important too. So that you can you you know take a deep breath and have it be okay. Do you have other methods for sort of dealing with folks who maybe are not checking their privilege at that particular moment in time? I kind of use the opposite approach from you. I'm I'm the straight man. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm serious. Like I'm I'm all business a lot of the time, and I mean I feel I think I get a lot of respect for that. So um, you don't have to be funny. you asking me. I, now, you know what? I'm also just straight up, that's inappropriate, or you need to pay attention to this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think people expect that when they come talk to me, mm-hmm. that I'm going to tell them what I think, yeah. <laughs> whether they like yeah. it or not. <laughs> I, I found there are some people who are just not open to that discussion. Mm-hmm. Some are, and some are mortified to find out they were doing that when you pointed out to mm-hmm. them. It's, it's an, on a case-by-case method bit like bit like what you're saying jessica about just being ignorant of it and not really knowing yeah so so many people so many people just don't even realize what they're doing and if you're kind and you're not confrontational Mm -hmm. it goes over so much better because i've screwed up and when i screw up (laughs) i appreciate someone giving me an out and just going "Mm," and me going oh god i'm so sorry and then it's cool and we can move on and some people still might get defensive but it's out of a place of embarrassment not Mm. not out of yeah, there's no one way, but I do I do think in, in some cases probably reasonably where a lot of it is is ignorance or not thinking or whatever. But if there is a, a case where it's a sort of intentional thing and they're not ready to have that conversation, don't be afraid to escalate. Find that path in your organization or, or what you can do, and go and talk to someone else, talk to other people, um, and and show your um, position. Because at the very least. Even if your company doesn't listen, then maybe that's not a company you should work for. Because they don't deserve very much that. Mm -hmm. So we probably have time for like one or two more questions if we like answer like one or two of us per question. Uh, Hi, I wanted to talk about female villains because you don't see them in games a lot out of the role of the temptress. And that's why Meredith is one of my favorite villains, because she is very, she's not really a true villain, she's an anti-villain to me. She's very strong in her beliefs, and she thinks what she's doing is right, and she's righteous about it. A bit of a Loghain kind of a, very Bioware villain. (laughs) And I'm really hoping to see more of those female villains come out of the Bioware games and be strong without having to use their sexuality. Thank Very you. much noted. Mine is actually more commentary, too. I have a 10-year-old daughter, and she's grown up over years watching me play uh, female wardens and female hawks and female shepherds. And it has changed the way that she views women in storytelling. She has come up to me and said to me, because she loves Rick Riordan's books, and said to me, Mom, why, when I read books, are women never the hero? There's never women in books that are doing cool things. They're the helpers. Or, but they never get their own stories. They never get to be in charge. And she actually came to me and saw me watching um, Tropes versus Women in video games mm-hmm. and made me sit with her and watch all three episodes and refuse to get up mm-hmm. until she'd seen all of them. Mm-hmm. And then spent the next week talking nonstop about how she's going to change it. 
she's going to write the game that is better for women. And I think a lot of that comes from what she's seen in the games that I've played that you guys have helped create. So, I mean, and that's huge. Thank you, guys. I think, oh, one more? Okay. Cool. Um, hi. Hi. Now I'm kind of lost because I didn't think I was going. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's okay. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, so I was just wondering if you, you mentioned Geek Girl Con. Are you coming? I know it's like right around the corner, so I don't know if you yes. want to fly all the way back here, but are you going this yes, year? Yes, we're going to Geek Girl Con. <gasps> that is wonderful. So as a follow-up, um, one of the things that really, the fact that it didn't even exist is awesome, but the thing that really was exciting for me is seeing women from NASA did anyone go to this panel? It was amazing. Seeing the Voyager panel and women in NASA was amazing. And I just wanted to throw that out there. I know it's like gaming related, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> so if that anyone awesome. here hadn't heard about it, Geek Girl Con, guys, look it up on online. And it's also an awesome NASA, time. women in NASA. Yeah, like, yeah NASA doesn't eight. suck either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nyberg. I think that's I think that's a perfect place. Oh God, I popped my peas. I, I'm s- it's okay, just move on. Just keep on, keep going. We're good. Next take, go. We saw nothing. Oh my god, now you embarrassed me. Just go. I think that's a perfect place to end. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be at Geek Girl Con um, in October. I hope that anyone here, because it is in Seattle, will come. Um, it's it's a wonderful, very inclusive, very diverse, and it's not just for women. No, it, it's a great place to bring your family. It's a it's, it's a wonderful yeah. family oriented. Very again, it's very inclusive. It's a very safe place to go, and it's just full of lots of fun. Um, very very supportive and very fun. And place. I bought the best twenty sided dice soap there last year. That was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it smells great. It smells really good. Thank you guys so much for coming. Our next panel coming up is uh, the Dragon Age Inquisition Playable Races. So that is coming up right at noon. Um, If you want to get anything signed by these wonderful ladies, they will be outside. And um, you can ask them any other questions that maybe you didn't feel comfortable asking or just wanted to chit-chat. Thank you so much for taking Thank all of you guys so much for coming. Thank you so much for being being here today. And that brings us to the end of this episode's Bioware-based panel coverage. We hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you so much. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, at NerdAppropriate, or Facebook, slash NerdAppropriate. Email us directly. That is Matt, Hillary with one L, Scott or Ash at NerdAppropriate.com. And we have uh, over 100 episodes to check out. So definitely subscribe and let us know what you think. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Bye.